0: Will comp train programming include CrossFit specific workouts such as Fran or Murph?
1: That's a great question. Um, I don't know the answer to that yet. We're looking into, um, we're looking into um, trademarks and all that stuff. I just hope to God that all this stuff kind of works itself out. um, And we're able to go back to the way things were. That's my honest hope. Um, I'm trying to have conversations to, push that along um, but if it doesn't we will um, and we are not going to quote unquote support crossfit uh, we will figure that out but i don't have the answer for that right now
2: we are here because we know the outcomes in our lives are within our control that taking absolute ownership of how we eat sleep train think and connect with each other is how we'll optimize our health and happiness that chasing excellence is how we grab hold of what is possible Our mission is to live on the run, always chasing, never stopping. Hello, you chasers of excellence. Patrick here. Hope you're having a wonderful week. Like we did last week, we are going to steal an AMA that Ben did on the CompTrain Instagram page. We're focused this week more on training questions and your training questions than we are anything else, though there are a few questions in there about the current state of things in CrossFit. Certainly Ben is joined this week by Evan Wooten, who's part of the comp train team. So you'll hear his voice as well. We'll be back next week with a regular episode of chasing excellence, where I'm sure we will dive into as much as we can, what is going on in the world and what is going on in the world of CrossFit until then, I hope you are well, I hope you are staying safe and sane and strong. We'll see you then.
0: Um, we'll kick it off with uh First couple of questions, because it is June 19th, we got a few around this, um, it being Juneteenth. Question for you being like, are you aware of it and are you doing anything for it?
1: Yeah, so um, I am aware of it. Um, this is what's kind of cool about what's happening in the country right now. A year ago, I was not aware of it. So, um, I, I, it's, it's a movement forward for me, It's it really is. Um, so, I am aware of it. I researched it. Um, I realized that it was um, it, the Emancipation Proclamation from Abraham Lincoln was supposed to free the slaves, but it actually took two and a half years um, for the for the people in Galveston, Texas to... Um, um, I didn't know you were going to ask this question. I actually did. I researched that. Uh, people in Galveston, Texas were, kept slaves on their plantations for two and a half years longer. And it wasn't until... Um, um, a general from the north came down and actually enforced it and it was on June 19th that he presented it to the people of Galveston um, to free the slaves so um, I am aware of it I was not aware of it before so that is cool um, and then to celebrate it because that's what we're supposed to do today my understanding and it's a limited understanding I'm just I'm trying to have the conversations and learn things is that um, is that it's supposed to be um, to further bring awareness to celebrate what's happening. So um, tonight we're going to watch as a family, we're going to watch the movie 13th, which is about the 13th Amendment um, and kind of how, while slavery was supposed to have ended a couple hundred years ago, um, systematically the racism um, had kept um, Black people in America at a at a disadvantage. So trying to continue to, full, to pull back the curtain. So uh, yeah, so yes, aware of it um and trying to try to continue
0: to get educated awesome that's great yeah someone just said 13th excellent cool so we'll um transition to some other ones that have been popping in while you're going um let's see the guy you said hi to earlier Kal- uh Kalilsh. um yeah. question do you think comp train programming works better for masters rather than elite athletes i don't know if that's a question on which program to choose because we did get another one earlier that was guy was 36 years old um, what should they do individual opener games or masters?
1: Yeah, all right, so let's assume that that was his question. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the answer is it depends on what you're trying to compete at. So um, masters is really kind of set up to excel at the open and to allow people to qualify for the age group qualifier. So it's very much a um, master specific volume targeted both um, period like, at a periodized approach to um, excel when the open happens. And it's set up for people to to compete in an online environment. So there's not a lot of GHD sit-ups, there's not a lot of rope climbs, there's not a lot of uh, sled pushes, but if you're a master's athlete that's trying to compete at a central event, those things pop up. There is swimming, there is longer distance running, there is rope climbs and GHDs and so on. So um, the other programs, um, the non-online, once have more of those in it so a little bit depends on what it is you're trying to peak for more so than um your ability or anything else
0: cool um and he said he's 45 so i think that was really helpful um jess I'm three three so right there man looks like jess uh i think it said like mine jess wooten um as a teen should i choose games or open if i'm aiming to compete at the games as an individual one day
1: Um, okay. So yeah, it's, it's, it's not as simple of an answer as you might think it might be. Um, so if you're looking to compete at the games someday, um, it depends on how old of a teen you are and what your, um, the, the vision you have yourself as a competitor in the next year or two. So if you want to compete at the games the next year or two, I would follow the the game track. If you're hoping to compete at the games when you're an individual, at the, um, at the, when you're 22 or 23. Um, then I might follow the open track uh, and then supplement with some extra strength training. Um, because strength takes years, conditioning takes months.
0: Um, Chris Rend asks, do you think that CrossFit Level 1 will continue to be a meaningful qualification in the fitness world, given the condition of the CrossFit HQ currently?
1: Yeah. So it's a great question. There's the CrossFit world is, um, a mess right now. I mean, I, it's, uh, it's confusing for everyone, especially for affiliate owners, um, and coaches and athletes, um, and even the regular members, because you used to, when someone would go like, dude, you're so fit, what do you do? You the easy answer was I did CrossFit. And a lot of people aren't proud to say that right now for understandable, for, for very understandable reasons. Um, so it gets into this question of um, will the level one and the training certifications that are in existence still have meaning and will they still exist? Um, the answer to both those questions right now today is I think yes on both accounts. Um, regardless of the, the reputation that CrossFit has um, endured over the last couple of weeks um, from um, Greg Glassman's tweets and comments, um, it is the best training certification in the world for fitness professionals. Um, and I've done a half dozen of them. I've done the CSCS and some of the highest level ones there are. And nothing can hold uh, a candle to what CrossFit has provided through the level four training. Level one is introductory. It, it, everyone has to just uh, understand that. Level one is um, do you have the base knowledge, the base knowledge. And if you have a heartbeat and you're paying attention, you're going to pass the level one. That's It's not a difficult test. Um, the level two and three, and when you get to level four, level four is um, there is nothing in the world that comes close to the level four. So I really hope, I just really hope that if um, if for some reason CrossFit has a hard time making it through this, um, and we have disaffiliated, um, if, if CrossFit has a hard time making it through this, I hope that um, – they create a subsidiary. Um, they sell off the
0: training program, uh, because it's phenomenal.
2: Well, um,
0: Jonesy La asks, um, hi Ben with gyms potentially opening in the UK start of July, depends on government. Just wondering how mentally to go back to training without being scared of COVID. Oh,
1: um, Okay, without being scared of COVID, I think you're gonna ask without like uh, getting uh, overtraining or without um, beating yourself up or without getting injured or without. Um...
0: We've gotten that too, so you can yeah answer that. So as well. without COVID,
1: here's the deal: is I wouldn't go until you feel comfortable. That's that's the bottom line of that. I don't know what protocols your gyms or what um, the, the British government are putting in place, um, but Jonesy, if I didn't fe- if you didn't feel comfortable, I wouldn't go. I mean, that's that's plain and simple. Um, We have, I can say what we're doing here is we're opening up in stages. We're in stage, it's always weird. We're essentially in stage one of stage two. That's what they call it. (laughs) so weird. Um, And we're allowed to do outside parking lots. If you're off of your mats, you have to have a mask on. You cannot share. You gym cannot provide equipment. You have to wash down the mats between every single um, um, class and you can't have overlap of the classes. Everyone's got to leave. Everyone's got to come in. You have to stay on your mat during the workout, um, unless you can guarantee that you're going to be six feet apart. This class sizes have to be um, limited. This is really weird. Nine people that are at least twelve feet apart, but you can have as many groups of nine people as you want, as long as those groups are twenty feet apart. So it's like okay. a math problem. Um, this is we are in outside right now. We're not even allowed to be inside yet. We're in Massachusetts. Massachusetts got hammered um you know we've had seven thousand deaths um so we're a little bit behind the eight ball in terms of uh where everyone else is um in terms of training and how not to be scared of coming back and uh, maybe give yourself rhabdo or something like that i always say this with anyone coming back from anything whether it's pregnancy or um they had to take time off for whatever reason injury or um work got crazy um allow yourself allow yourself Basically, 20 workouts before you really ramp. Before you really feel like you can go, go, go. 20 workouts. Now, some people might get 20 workouts in in three or four weeks, and that's going to take just—it'll take under a month. But other people that only go to the gym three or four weeks, that might take a couple months to feel like you're back.
0: Great. Uh, Will Davenport, at six foot four and new to CrossFit. What (laughs) movements? Right. That's what he's asking. Yeah,
1: I'll tell you right now. Do rowing, wall balls, and box jumps. Done. Perfect. That, that was basically the question. Yeah.
0: <laughs> cool. Uh, let's see what else. I didn't even see
1: the question, but that's thats the tall guy. Uh, and actually, there's a workout. It's called Kelly, but it's called Rowing Kelly. 500-meter row, 30 wall balls, 30 box jumps. Uh, actually, not in that order. Row, box jump, wall ball, five rounds. It's a
0: nasty, amazing, awesome workout. And if you're six foot 4 you'll win. So just always program that. Sweet. Um, Alina lives asks, do you think it's beneficial slash smart to program yourself for yourself as a competitive athlete? Uh,
1: 100%. No. And that includes not even if you're a competitive athlete. So here's what happens is there's a psychological effect that happens with this. And you'll experience this, I promise you will. If you program for yourself, and let's say you program some big, mean workout, you're gonna program six rounds of a 600 meter run 30-calorie assault bike and 15 heavy thrusters, I promise you, what's going to happen in round two of that workout, you're going to say to yourself, maybe I overprogrammed this. And that little psychological questioning is going to cause you to take your foot off the gas pedal, take your foot off the pedal, and for you not to be presently focused at the moment. It's a distraction and it's an unnecessary distraction. If your coach says you're doing this workout and walks you through the reason for it, the appropriate stimulus that you're supposed to get out of it and why it fits into the week, that kind of goes away. And I know it's because like, I, I I program for myself. Even after 13 years, when I do it for myself, I have those things running through my head. The other aspect is if you're for yourself, you probably are not programmed for anyone else. and There's a second psychological phenomenon, which is when you know your results are going to be observed by others, this is science, by the way, measurable, observable, repeatable data, when you know that you will work harder. Um, So when you have to post times to comments, share your times, that's the observable part of this, you work harder. So following someone else's program where there's a, even if you don't post to the
0: leaderboard, it still works. So, for those two
1: reasons, you should not program for yourself.
0: Awesome. Um, Ferret, Ferretor forty four. If I need to get stronger, how much should I sacrifice on conditioning to gain strength?
2: Ooh,
1: it depends on how much strength you need to gain. So that's like Katrin. Katrin needs to get stronger, um, but we can't sacrifice a ton of her conditioning for that because she has the games in two to three months. We actually don't even know. Um, so we can't sacrifice a ton, but if you're 15 years old and your strength, let's say you can only um, back your a male 185 pound male, 15 years old, and you can only back squat 155 pounds, um, you should sacrifice your conditioning a lot. So there's a few things that matter with that. It is where how dis, disparate is the um, the difference between your strengths, your your strength and your conditioning. If they're kind of close, you should. You, you shouldn't um, sacrifice that much. If they're like this, you should sacrifice quite a bit. The second piece is how far away are you from your competition? If you're a 15-year-old teenager, your competition might not be for two, 10 years. You could sacrifice a
0: lot. For Catherine, it's in 10 weeks. You can't sacrifice that much. Cool. Um, Jim Shoes asks, will comp train programming include CrossFit-specific workouts such as Fran or Murph?
1: That's a great question. Um,
0: I don't know the answer to that yet. We're looking
1: into um, we're looking into um, trademarks and all that stuff. I just hope to God that all this stuff kind of works itself out um, and we're able to go back to the way things were. That's my honest hope. Um, I'm trying to have conversations to push that along, um, but if it doesn't, we will. Um, And we are not going to quote unquote support CrossFit. Um, We will figure that out, but I don't have the answer for that right now. That's a great question.
0: Laura Catherine 20 um, recently dropped a barbell on my head during a heavy snatch. Not the first time it's happened. Mm -hmm. She says, and now having issues committing to the snatch when it starts to feel heavy. Um, How do I fix that? Anything she can do? Yep. That's
1: uh, not the first time I've seen it. Yeah. Um, We had a guy at our gym that was visiting from Australia. who's a rugby player. He dropped a jerk on his head. He then that got slammed to the platform. And the barbell slammed in his face and he had, came up with blood all over. But he's a rugby player. He's like, dude, dude. He's like, mate, 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 mate. Mate, I'm okay. It's like a weekly thing, mate. For real. Like, terrible Australian accent.
2: <laughs> um, uh,
1: okay, so how do you do it? So what you want to do is get to the weight that you're not scared of. Whatever that weight is. So let's say you're, that weight used to be um, 135 for you, but now you put 135 on and you're scared of 135. So let's say you're no longer scared of now, you now today, you're not scared of 115, but 125 is kind of you hang out at 115 for a long time and do a lot of reps there. Basically, what you're going to do is you're spending time at your new threshold, and your threshold is both psychological and physical, it's the highest physical and psychological tolerance you can't take without tipping over so what you're going to do is get up to that heaviest weight you can where that's not scary and not an issue and you're going to create so much volume and repetition there that it's just in the bag and also 125 is like dude this is kind of ridiculous like i just got this thing i've done uh, 60 reps in the last three days at 125 okay now it's time to go to 130 and you just rinse wash repeat at 130 and you do the same thing again at 135 and now you're back to where you were
0: awesome um ck yeah 7x best way to improve endurance for running
1: yeah you gotta um if you want to this is this is not to improve running this is the specific question was just be clear on this the question was to improve endurance Mm -hmm. the best way to improve endurance is to spend time at low intensity so i mean by that is if you want to improve your endurance so what that means is like 10k plus essentially for most people um what you need to do is you need to spend time at that it's basically zone two so zone one is for most people zone one is around 115 beats a minute okay zone two is like so that might be like 115 to 130. zone two is like 130 to 145. you need to spend time there you need to spend time where you could actually kind of hold the conversation and have full sentences coming out as you're talking but you don't have to just take a breath every every now and then. But you don't have anything higher than that. And you want to go for a long time, 40 minutes plus to improve endurance. And actually, really, it happens at the 45-minute mark is where endurance kicks in. Now, if you're like, what? That sounds weird. Think about it in terms of fueling. You do not need to fuel your body for anything under an hour. And frankly, you shouldn't. If you're doing a sprint triathlon and you're going to kill it, you can just get some water, and you don't need to actually fuel. You just need some hydration. But anything longer than that, you need to fuel. You can actually get carbohydrates in. That's when you're burned through your stored glycogen, and really now you're working in the endurance mode. So it's a long answer to – yeah, you got it. The first right that long, slow distance in run zone two. That's the answer. You should – whoever that was, just answer these questions. You're so much more efficient <laughs> than I am. You're putting a bow tie on it. Thank you. That's exactly what my next sentence is going to be.
0: Awesome, um, Theodore. Best way to improve toes to bar in workouts. I always have to do singles.
1: Um, yeah, let's ask that again. I just saw someone pop up. Can you that said? Can you be clear about your financial relationship with Reebok? Um, I'm, you guys ask ask whatever question. Ask hard questions. Um, so I'm going to answer that one. I have zero relationship. I was a part of the um, team that helped open up the CrossFit gym at Reebok when they first became affiliated. I was the head trainer at CrossFit Reebok 1. Um, when they did that, I was there for two years. Um, but after I left that, I no longer had any relationship whatsoever. In fact, I'm um, I'm a business partner of Noble. I'm one of the um, the founding partners. I don't do anything day to day, but um, I'm with a com- competitor of Reebok, essentially. Okay, toes bars.
0: Yeah, um, someone had asked what they can do to improve it. In workouts, they just end up doing singles. Yep, so you can't just wait for the workout to help get better at
1: it. You need to do um, stamina work. And the easiest way to think about stamina work is that's what EMOMs are. Um, so you're not totally gassed. You're not totally smoked. You're allowing rest time in between and you're working on toes bars. So what I would do is start, if you can only do singles, in the beginning, I would try to, if you can. I don't know where this person is. And it sounds like they have singles in workouts. Maybe a couple more. Let's say you can do three on broken toes to bar. You do three on broken toes to bar on the minute, every minute for 20 minutes. That's going to get you 60 toes of to art in that workout. And yes, there's lots of recovery time. Then the next time you do, you could either, your choice, bring that up to four, or you bring the recovery period down to maybe 45 seconds. It's six and one half does another. Both of those will help you improve your stamina. It could be a limiting factor of flexibility. You maybe you have a hard time just touching your toes. There's a kind of untouchable thing, but that's a big thing that people don't talk about in terms of toes bars, the flexibility component. If you have a hard time touching your toes with your legs straight, you're gonna have a hard time doing a toes bar. That's essentially what it is, just opposite. Um, so it could be a flexibility issue. It could be a, um, a strength issue. It could be a timing technique issue in terms of your kip. So um, use that practice
0: training of EMOMs because they're low-intensity to kind of figure it out. Cool. Um, Ziad Solo asks, do you guys have programs that can help triathletes? We don't.
1: Yeah, we have, um, we have um, CrossFit, and CrossFit can help triathletes, um, but we don't have triathlon-specific training. Um, I did. Triathlons for a while, I've done a couple Ironmans and a ton of halves, um, but we don't have anything that would is is triathlon-specific. I will say, um, even if you're training for an Ironman, CrossFit um, a couple days a week would be really beneficial. Um, the biggest problem with triathlon, particularly the longer distance, is overuse injuries. Um, and everyone knows about plantar fasciitis, Achilles issues, knees, hips, um, even so much time in the arrow position you um, you get kyphosis and we spend so much time so it can help. It can help a lot, but nothing specific.
0: Um, Al Ketsis asked, I find running awfully hard. I'm a stronger, bigger female athlete, but desperately want to make it easier tips to improve it for CrossFit and not be gassed out in a running lot.
1: Yeah. Before every single, this is going to be this, uh, the surefire, I guarantee it will get better before every, every time you go to the gym, or at least Let's say you go to the gym five days a week. Before you do your metcon, before you do your class, before you do your workout, run a mile. I don't care the speed. I don't care how long it takes you. But every day, run a mile. Now, the caveat to that is if there's running or um, double unders or very high volume box jumps already in the workout, you don't do it on those days. But every other day, even if there's tons of rowing and other stuff, you're going to do a mile run as your warm-up and I promise it will get better.
0: Cool. Um, G. Debison, um, how should I adapt comp train programming in preparation for wrestling season?
1: Cool. Um, Yeah, so that's awesome. Um, So my son just started, wrestling is such a cool sport. My son Mm -hmm. is, uh, he just turned eight when he was seven. Um, Last winter, he started wrestling. and It's my first time I'd even been to a meet. Um, Such a cool sport. And comp train would prepare someone for wrestling so well. Now, what you want to do is keep it um, going. But what happens is right now, you might be in the off season getting on the mat, or doing sports specific stuff two, three, four times a week, maybe. What happens is you should be doing comp train three, four, five times a week. So basically, what you can do is this is your wrestling right now, this is how much you're doing comp train. As you go through this, you're just going to inversely relate, do that opposite. As you start um getting into it you're just going to do comp train basically twice a week and you want to move that as far away from your meets as possible so if you have meets on friday nights um or wednesday nights whatever it is you're gonna do it the night uh the um depending on how beat up you are from your match you can do it the next day or if you need a recovery day the very next day this is regardless of the sport so um they call it like uh, you know most sports like most sports college or pro, um, our weekend sports, you know, whether it's football or um, that's when most teams travel in uh, NCAA, they call it like uh, conditioning Tuesdays um, because it allows them to recover on Sunday, Monday they do like the walkthroughs, they do the video review and all the rest, and then Tuesdays are their big conditioning
0: days, and I would do the same thing. Um, Paul Dinter just asked, how do I judge appropriate scaling for your workouts? For example, today's AMRAP, for how many rounds should I be aiming? How do I know that I'm hitting the right intensity?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, so if you're on the pro side of it, we, we say that. That's what people that go on the pro side. I'm not selling pro because you get super, super fit on the free program. Um, we've had people game, make it to the CrossFit Games following the free program. That's 100% true. Um, but this is what we talk about on the pro side. You get coaching on, this, on, on the pro side. And it says, literally, you should be shooting for this many rounds. A round should take this long. If you can't do a round in this uh, amount of time, you should scale back. You can scale back by scaling back the reps or scaling back the load or scaling back the movements. So um, it's, I, I don't have a good answer for you um, other than um, you trying to take your best guess at the intended stimulus
0: of the workout. Um, Matthew Carbajal asks, I know there has been some running questions already. I'm struggling to pass my two-mile PT test run. Are there any key workouts I should be focusing on?
1: So the first thing I would do is um, make it specific. So if you have to do it in boots, I would train in boots. If you have to do it in fatigues, I would train in fatigues. Um, If you're going to be doing this in a different climate or environment where it's much hotter, I would start to get used to that either with sauna exposure or something else. That's the first thing I would start on. The next thing I would do is try to figure out what your limiting factor is. Is it endurance or is it speed? And if you can run um, um, a a 10K six miles pretty easily without like, that's like you're kind of like no problem, but making the time cutoff is tough. Focus more on the speed. But if you're like a fast 400, 800 athlete, but the endurance is tough, your program should be more geared towards the endurance side. So real quick, specific examples. If you want to improve your speed, do 400, 800, and miles repeats. Nothing more than a mile to improve your speed. And the over that's going to are going too slow. If it's endurance, you should basically be doing mile um, 800 at the, at the shortest distance and more so like mile repeats and things
0: like that. Cool. We're getting right up to the 30 minutes, so we'll try to ask a couple more. Um... Big Banks 1984, coach need help with handstand walking. We also saw one earlier um, that was they can do handstand push-ups but have a hard time handstand walking. So is your yeah. thing, to
1: – Yeah, you and me both. We both need more help on that. <laughs> but you can listen to what I say and not emulate what I do because that's what we're supposed to do. Um, okay, so um, handstand walking, it depends a little bit where you're starting, but we need to do first and foremost is get, spend more time inverted. So a lot of times what this is, it's a lack of wrist mobility, it's a lack of shoulder mobility. If you're missing either one of those two, you end up bending your elbow or putting up the side. Try and hold a dumbbell over your head for any length of time, you know, your body weight finds a way, half of your body weight over your head. For So 70 pounds over your head like this. It's going to be so hard. You need to be able to completely lock out and get this fully extended with your wrist flat. Now what happens is, when you go to a gymnastics, they tell you to like, because it's the way they teach it, is walk like this. You can steal a little bit by turning your hands out and it makes it quite a bit easier. It actually, actually rotates your shoulder as well. You can see on my hand, it actually rotates your shoulder, so it helps this. As I do this, I start to get rotated. So the first thing I would look at is positions. The next thing I would do is spend a lot more time overhead, um, upside down. And you can start with that with your feet against the wall and try and hold yourself upside down for a minute at a time. If you feel pretty comfortable doing that, and then what I would do is start to just literally just start kicking up. And the same advice I would give for the runner that was trying to improve her running is do it every day. These are things that you can do every day is before your training session or after if you want to wait till you're warmed up, or you kind of like really loosen up the shoulders, um, kick up into a handstand at least 10 times, at least 10 kicks up into handstands um, Every day. Now, if you can't hold yourself upside down for three seconds, that might be closer to like at least 30 times. You need exposure. You need practice.
0: Um, Here's one I've seen a couple of times. Jonathan Meisner, uh, what conversations, if any, are taking place that gives you hope for a return to CrossFit affiliation?
1: Yep. Um, So there's conversations going on. Um, Okay. For me to return to CrossFit affiliation, I'm going to keep it specific. That's mm-hmm. that's CrossFit New England returning to being CrossFit New England and not some other thing that's disaffiliated. Um, I would need some change um, to happen at the top. And I, I don't know what that looks like just yet. I don't know if that means um, Greg Glassman's participation in it, if it's a valid apology, if it is... Um, community outreach. I don't know what it looks like, um, but what conversations are happening. I'm having conversations with, um, I had a conversation with the former CEO of CrossFit. I've had multiple conversations with the former CMO of CrossFit. I've talked to Dave Castro. I've had multiple conversations with Greg Glassman. I've talked to the level one seminar staff, Low Masters, people have been on it for years and years and years. Um, I've talked to other affiliate owners, I've talked to, um, athletes and all of the games, athletes I've talked. Um, so there's, there's, the conversations are happening and I am, um, I want this thing. I I love CrossFit. It's my identity. It's what I've grew up with. It's what we do. I love thrusters, but I love the methodology. Um, I don't love what it represents in the public eye right now. Um, and I that would need to change before I came back
0: cool alright well that takes us right up to the half hour I don't know if there's anything else that you wanted to say or we can get no, some other questions things,
1: I, mean, I appreciate it, guys it's kind of, it's kind of um, wild how many coaching questions we had in this, I feel like we're still in the midst of this really confusing turbulent time inside of CrossFit I mean um, it's because I'm just so close to it I'm an affiliate owner and I've worked on level seminar staff and I I can talk, I have an ear to Greg Glassman, but um, I will say that yes, these are turbulent times, but regardless if your gym has disaffiliated or you don't aren't are proud to wave the flag right now, um, I get it. I totally get it. It's a challenging time that I am struggling with as well, but we will get through this. That is the one thing for sure. The one thing we have been doing in this whole time that we thought we were doing thrusters and pull-ups, the next day was running and rowing, and the next day was burpees and deadlifts, is we've been preparing for the unknown. We've been preparing for adversity. Um, and while this hurts and it stings because the thing that we love so much might, doesn't seem to represent what we've poured our hearts into building, we will be stronger for this. We will have greater awareness of who we are and what we stand for. We will have a greater understanding of our values, our principles, and our moral compass. And those are the things that all of us guide our actions, decisions, and behaviors. So I'm actually excited. Yes, do I wish this this never happened? Absolutely, but it happened. And now I'm excited about coming out of the other side stronger than we went in.